Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Ferguson Show. Tonight, we are going to be talking about the Fed's emergency meeting and what this means for America, right? And that's what I think everybody's uh, mind is on tonight, whether the Fed is going to raise interest rates, whether we're going to stay the same, or whether we're going to go home and sleep snug tonight. So we are going to get into that. And then I'm also going to get into a couple other things along the way. Uh, As always, if you guys enjoy this podcast, feel free to subscribe to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, write a review. Uh, You can also follow me on my social media. I'll link that in the show notes below. Um, Also, if you're interested in cryptocurrency, please feel free to use my link down in the description. You can sign up with Coinbase today, uh, deposit $100 and get $10 back in Bitcoin. Uh, without further ado, let's get into this. So why is this meeting so important? And why is it that this is kind of, you know, taking effect on YouTube and Instagram, Facebook, everybody's kind of talking about it right now. It's a a big thing. And um, it came out yesterday on a report through Yahoo Finance, Bloomberg, some other financial, you know, uh, news networks, basically said, why is it that they're randomly having one this month, they already had one, you know, towards the end of January, or I think it was the middle of January to to end of January, somewhere during that time. And they weren't supposed to have another one until March. So why is it randomly we're getting already on, you know, what will that be? February 14th, I believe, uh, a a rate hike, uh, or not a rate hike, a meeting. (laughs) So I want to dive into this and just kind of give you guys an article on a guy, uh, Brian Sozi, that actually came out with an article yesterday. They clearly want to communicate to markets, to the public, and to Congress that they care about inflation and are not asleep at the switch. On the other hand, doing an emergency move outside of a scheduled meeting on the heels of an extra inflation imprint could send the signal all of a sudden they have become panicked. I think it's a delicate or I think it's a delicate communication issued for the Fed, said Morgan Stanley Chief Economist Seth Carpenter on Yahoo Finance. But chatter on this potential for an emergency intra-meeting rate hike, which would be the first since 1994 from the Fed, is exactly what some in the mar- the markets are getting worried about. Interestingly, the market now prices some risk of an emergency hike before March. Fed funds future for the month uh, for the month of February finished the day at 12.5 BPS, despite the Fed uh, funds rating uh, printing at 8 BPS. Every day so far in February, implying some small probability that the Fed will raise rates between now and the end of the month, Deich Banks, Jim Reed. And there is a good reason for these hot takes on emergency Fed meeting this month. The consumer price index registered at 7.5% annual gain in January, the BLS and Thursday. Consensus uh, economists were looking for a 7.3 rise. That represented the fastest rate since 1982, as well as an acceleration from the 7.0% year-over-year increase since uh, seen since December. Now, keep in mind, guys, that you know we were at 6.8% actually. I think between December and January, literally within these past month to two months, and now we're at 7.5%. So, you know what is that? We've seen a 0.7% gain just within a month, month and a half, maybe two months at the max, give or take. So they go on to say, meanwhile, the University of Michigan said that uh, said Friday that consumers' expectations for inflation over the next 
year rose to 5% from January's expectation of 4.9%. That represents the high level of inflation expectations since July of 2008. We haven't seen anything like this in decades. Kellogg CEO Steve uh, Kellane told Yahoo Finance referring to uh, inflationary pressures in labor, transportation, and cooking oils. Uh, PepsiCo CFO Hugh Johnson says the beverage and snacks giant may have to increase prices as much as 10% this year to protect the profit margins. If there's any saving grace, Carpenter, if there is any saving grace, Carpenter doesn't expect the Fed to trigger a recession in the medium term as it takes rate high, uh, rates higher, perhaps by as many, sorry guys that I'm kind of stumbling on words here tonight. This article is just phrased very, very weirdly. They didn't, they don't really have the best choice of words, perhaps by as many as seven times this year, Goldman Sachs, uh, Goldman Sachs new estimate. I feel reasonably, uh, constructive, pretty sing- I can't even pronounce that word about a recession. There is always a chance to go wrong. Um, but I don't think the next 24 months is time to look for it. That they think in the next 24 months that there's not going to be a recession. But he, but this guy Carpenter basically says uh, we'll have to basically wait and see. So they're one of these cheerleaders again that you always hear on the news that are always kind of hyping this stuff up and saying that we're not we're not going to have this. We're not going to have that. The economy's doing great. Look at the real estate market. Look at the stocks. Everything's up from here. So they're one of those individuals, these people, that these analysts, these economists, these people who don't live in reality. Those are the same people who believe Santa Claus exists. So uh, clearly, though, from that article, there was just some perspectives and opinions. They're not in favor of the rate hikes, but they don't necessarily know. And here's where I'm going to kind of chime in, because I believe there's not going to be a rate hike. Um, I actually believe, just like anything, it's just going to be an update um, on things and, and where things are at. Because when Powell, I believe, did his little speech last month, um, his his Fed meeting that he had, I think inflation right around that time was still at 6.8%. So since that Fed meeting to now, it's been a little over a month and it's risen 0.7%. So I think that's kind of the problem is that every Fed meeting that he's having, inflation just keeps increasing. The CPI, consumer price index just keeps going up. And we're seeing that throughout the grocery industry, um, consumer goods and services, you know, every sector you can really think of tech, real estate, uh, you know, food and beverage, any of those, any of those sectors we're really seeing continue to skyrocket and go up the automobile industry. That's a joke. So I personally think that there won't be a fed hike upon this meeting. I could be wrong. Um, again, not financial advice, but I could be wrong. There could be absolutely, and we could start to see it now. I'm almost on the cusp, but there may or may not even be a Fed uh, rate hike, at least a high one in March. If anything, I think it's going to be extremely small before it becomes greater at a point in time. And the reason why I say this is because usually uh, stock market crashes or just different market collapses happen when no one is expecting it. You have too many of these people right now. They're all hyped up. Oh, no, you know, crypto's going to zero. Stocks and bonds are all going to zero. Everything's going to crash on Monday because of this Fed, uh, this Fed meeting. And everybody's kind of buzzing about this, and they're very, very worried and scared. I personally think they don't have anything to worry about right now. I think long term, they need to be worried, and they need to probably start moving some assets and goods and money now. 
um, before that time comes. But I think for right now, I think things will be okay um, for the most part, because I think we're just going to barely, you know, touch the interest rate hikes. Like, I think we're barely on the cusp of really doing it. Um, but I think it is coming inevitably. And I think more people have to be aware of this. I, I think people just need to stop panicking. People need to, you know, really, you know, buy up some gold and silver if they can, you know, buy at the dip if they want to. I mean, that's fine. Um, they need to just not panic too hard because again, e- even buying at the dip, you know, this isn't really the real dip. The real dip's going to come when the recession comes, which inevitably that will happen, but it will be when no one is expecting it. And uh, I think that is going to come very shortly within the next year, two years, maybe even three years, uh, maybe sooner, maybe in a few months, who knows. But I think, uh, you know, this meeting, I think it, there's a bunch of FUD and fear, uncertainty and doubt as usual. And people are just freaking out about it. I personally would say, don't worry about it. Um, continue to invest, pull profit, swing trade if you're into that sort of thing. And, you know, just relax. Just know that things right now are going to increase over time to get worse. But right now we're at the beginning stages of it. Um, but as we can see, things are imploding. Things are, you know, going out of balance. We have the strikes continuing in Canada. Uh, we have the potential, uh, you know, Russian-Ukraine war potentially going on. Um, we have worldwide inflation and, uh, you know, we have a lot of like those three things alone just take a toll on the average consumer. And I mean, of course there's people that are not attuned to this or not even aware. And unfortunately those are the types of people that get swept away, uh, when all this stuff starts hitting the fan, that's just the reality. But I think people need to realize that, you know, that are aware that we still have a little bit of time you know, don't panic sell and sell all your assets right now. Like, honestly, maybe just look at your portfolio. And if you want to sell a little bit, and then buy a little bit more of a certain stock or, you know, commodity or whatever the case may be, whatever your investment portfolio is, that's perfectly fine. But I I think you just need to slow your roll, wait for this Fed meeting. Um, Know that yes, the recession is imminent, it's going to happen inevitably but that it's going to always take people off guard and people aren't going to realize when it happens. I think in March, we could see more of a significant increase um, a little bit and we could start to see it go up a little bit, but it's not going to be enough to, you know, unbalance the economy, if you will, in my opinion. I think it'll be enough where the Fed and everybody else can maybe pipe down for a little bit before we get, you know, into the summertime, into the winter again, And then bam, we're into next year. And then we could actually see something go on or maybe midway through 2023. That's when we see it. Um, But I don't think as of right now, we're going to see that much. But again, I could be wrong. Um, But I I think things are going to get chaotic in the next few months, though, personally. Um, I think, you know, Russia might make a move on Ukraine and just go in. Um, I think that we're going to continue to see inflation go up until this bubble pops, it's not going to go down until we have deflation, you know, which means uh, a bursting of asset bubbles that we have right now. You know, almost every asset, even including cryptocurrency is all in a bubble. And Peter Schiff talks about this personally. He says we need to get out of, uh, you know, dollars, fiat, and into real companies and assets, gold and silver, foreign companies, he recommends, um, just because, you know, most businesses, 
uh, are making a killing not following the traditional U.S. markets. You know, they're they're making a killing on their own, and we can still invest in those companies via the stock exchange or different brokerages we can use. But you know, that's what he recommends. I take his words with a grain of salt. Yeah, he's been around a lot. He's been in the game a lot. Um, been in the game a lot longer than I have, but. Again, like some of those gurus out there, you got to just be careful of. But Peter Schiff is honestly, he's he's a very well reputable dude, so you can definitely trust his advice on certain things. Because some of his advice, I am going to you know follow. Not necessarily on cryptocurrency, because I think he's an idiot in the space when it comes to that. Um, but I think traditional finance and assets, sound sound making assets that make you passive income over time. I definitely think that that is you know something that is. Uh, you know, in, in his favor, he, he knows a lot about and he's the expert guru. Another thing I wanted to kind of get into um, is the state of the cryptocurrency market right now. So Bitcoin, Bitcoin's trading at about, I think about 42,000 from the last time that I checked, which I'm actually going to look it up for you guys as we speak. Um, but the overall market's down 0.25% uh, within the last day. And Bitcoin is trading currently right now at 42,228.79 cents. Um, it's been down about 0.30% within the last 24 hours. And the seven-day percentage average is about 1.73% uh, that we've seen. So that's kind of that. And I always like to give you guys the Bitcoin price um, on these podcasts because if you guys listen to these, you know maybe in a few months from now or a year, years from now, um, you're going to be able to see like where Bitcoin was at, whether it went up extremely or whether it went down and you can just be like, man, like I should have bought in at this time or man, I should have sold off at that time because look at what the price was. So that's why I kind of like always like to fill you guys in on what Bitcoin is currently trending at. That's just my food for thought and just a little fun thing I like to do. Um, just a few other altcoins too, uh, that I wanted to kind of just, uh, share with you guys. So Ethereum's trading at, uh, 21, uh, 2920.23, uh, currently. And then you have XRP at, uh, 82 cents. Then you have Cardano, a dollar and six, Solana, 9599, Avalanche, 8186, Polkadot, 1882. And then going down to Litecoin, we're at currently sitting at about 126.26. And I think for Litecoin, that's probably the best buying opportunity that we've had probably within the last like year or so, um, just because uh, Litecoin had some highs and uh, lower highs and higher highs. Um, but most of it has been lower high. Uh, all of it has actually been lower, lower high. What am I saying? Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, as far as the markets right now, you know, crypto's volatile just as much as the traditional you know, stock market is. And on this podcast, uh, on this channel, if you want to call it that, uh, you know, we mostly focus on crypto here and we mostly focus on political, geopolitical events going on. Um, we also talk about, though, the other, you know, investments that you can make, whether it be real estate or other ways you can make passive income. Um, crypto is honestly, uh, right now, probably one of the best uh, passive income strategies you could probably most likely use, uh, and get the biggest return out of, you know, than swing trading, uh, traditional equities or securities. What I wanted to really talk about though, is the fact of what's going on 
tomorrow, which is the Super Bowl. And there's apparently supposed to be a lot of uh, different different commercials and, you know, like different individuals that are supposed to be representing Crypto.com, Coinbase, different exchanges, at least the commercials. And then I'm sure there's going to be some type of marketing that you'll see throughout the stadium, you know, you know, basically posted somewhere. So uh, there was a guy, I think his name is Tech Lead. Uh, it's a, he's a pretty good YouTuber. Um, I, he, I think he was a ex, uh, Facebook engineer, computer engineer, whatever it's called. And, um, he actually talked about how, uh, he was going to, and there's an expression. It is, uh, buy the rumor and sell the news, right? So what does that exactly mean? And how does this tie into the Super Bowl? Well, the rumor is is that crypto can go up dramatic is it might go up dramatically during the Super Bowl because of not only the commercials but the amount of exchanges and companies uh, that are dumping in a whole bunch of cash flow into Bitcoin and into other crypto assets like Ethereum or Binance, what have you. So they're they're but specifically uh, Bitcoin, they're dumping in a lot of money during that Super Bowl, and there's going to be a lot of commercials. I think there's about six different exchanges, some of them being FTX, Coinbase. Um, I'm not sure if Gemini is on there. Uh, what's another one that I saw? Uh, I think Kraken was on there. Um, and yeah, there, there's just different exchange, crypto exchanges, companies that are going to be basically, uh, you know, marketing you know, their platform and then also that they sell Bitcoin and why they should buy it and all this crap, right? Uh, there's a lot of hype behind it. And usually in hype, because uh, we had this apparently last year in 2021 from what I researched and saw, there was hype during a period of time and everybody bought the, bought, you know, the dip and it rode up and then it just came crumbling down a few days later after the hype was gone. So I think the same thing could potentially happen with the Super Bowl and I could be wrong. But I'm going to be a little bullish here that Bitcoin might see 45 to 50K tomorrow. That's actually my uh, prediction, if you want to call it that. And I, I don't really like making predictions, but I could see us, you know, doing, you know, 45 to 50, 50 being, you know, the max bullish that I am. And then, you know, 45 conservatively or maybe a little bit less because we're trading at 42. It wouldn't be too much to go up to 45 again um, to maybe even 48, 50. Uh, depending on where the markets are. But I think what's going to happen is then you have, you know, maybe for like over a day leading into Monday, what I could see if if Bitcoin goes to, let's say, 45 to 48, right? Now you're over what our, you know, higher low was, you know, because our higher low today is 42, what is it, 42,268 that I told you guys earlier? Let me just look it up directly so you guys know exactly the price. Yeah, it's 42203. I went down within the last 10 minutes or so. It always does that though. Um, so we have a, a higher low because we just came out of a uh, consolidation pattern for like probably the last three weeks since January 20, I think 21st, 22nd. And then we started seeing, you know, higher highs again uh, at, you know, 40, I think we topped out at like 45.8. And now we've consolidated, dropped in price to about 42,200. Uh, so I could see us, you know, going up a little bit more, 
potentially tomorrow we might be bullish and we might go up to 44, 45, maybe the highest being 48 to 50. That's bullish status, but bearish, I would say maybe 44 to 45, um, just due to the fact of these commercials, how much money these companies are dumping into Bitcoin and how much is going along with this whole rumor. So what I think is going to happen is um, this is actually if, and, and this is why last week when I heard tech lead, he had a very good point. And I put in a long position that I honestly am not uh, ashamed of. It's not the highest, but it's not the lowest. Lowest. It's kind of in the middle of how much I would be willing to lose. And, um, you know, and in crypto, you should never invest more than you're willing to lose. And clearly, in this situation, I felt comfortable with the long position that I put in. And I actually, since then, since Sunday, took a little bit of profits, not too much. Um, since last Sunday, I took some profits. Um, however, I'm still in my position and I'm fairly long still, which I'm satisfied with. I'm, I'm not, I didn't really lose too much of my initial um, investment that I had. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going to wait this out because if tomorrow we start seeing, you know, basically everybody shorting the market because of the price pump we could potentially have. Do not be surprised, ladies and gentlemen. We also have a Fed meeting. That's also going to most likely uh, lower. <laughs> it, that's definitely going to lower the price, I think, indefinitely um, as 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 that go, goes on. And uh, it, it's, it's not just... Um, the Fed meeting. It's not just the Super Bowl. It's also we also have on the fifteenth. Um, we have what is it? The stablecoin meeting with Congress. So they're actually going to discuss the future of stablecoins and their user case in the United States and on exchanges and the regulatory, um, you know, gesture that they want to basically present and, and go about doing. So that also can most likely drop the price. Um, just those two days alone. And then we have tomorrow, you know, potentially the market going up, you know, in the Super Bowl, and then everybody's shorting all of their positions because they know that we're actually over leveraged in Bitcoin and we're overvalued in Bitcoin currently. And we're plumped up on a bunch of, you know, overinflated fiat, if you will, because as we talked about earlier, the CPI is 7.5% right? 7.5%. So our inflation is almost 8% now. So clearly there's going to be, again, Bitcoin is right now, I think it's a great asset class long-term, but it is in a bubble just like every other cryptocurrency. And those are going to come crashing you know, down at some point in time when the overall um, markets crash. All the you know, equity, securities, uh, real estate, stock market, when all those things just come to a screeching halt and, and, and climb down. So I think tomorrow you could potentially see um, that price trajectory uh, go up during the Super Bowl. And then as it's going up, there's going to be people taking profits and shorting the shit out of Bitcoin. Um, and then you're going to see probably by the end of the game or close to the end, you're going to see it up and then everybody's going to be like, whoa, well, why is it going down? Like, why is it going down so so rapidly? How, how could this be? And while all those commercials with all that hype and all that money that was pumped into Bitcoin is supposed to be going on and we're supposed to see the price rise, we'll see it for a little bit. But then as those commercials are playing, we could potentially be seeing the price 
fall because of everybody shorting. And I think that's kind of the way that um, this is going to go. And even so, there might be, um, it's not just the crypto commercials of the people that are investing. It's also people like BlackRock that are, you know, a huge, uh, huge company. You have people, um, JP Morgan, you have uh, other institutions, other businesses that are piling their cash into Bitcoin. They may or may not understand how volatile Bitcoin is, even if it's not one of those. If it's like, I mean, let's say Kroger, right? Let's say Kroger said, Hey, I'm going to add to my, I'm going to add a position in Bitcoin, uh, during the super bowl. And I'm just the hell with it. I'll put, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in. Right. And they don't understand the way that the, mar- the crypto markets run. They don't understand the volatility. They're going to lose most likely the initial investment they put in based on hype. Hype usually loses you cash. There's very few that get lucky and get rich off of hype, but hype usually loses its value very quickly. Um, I'll give you an example. Shiba Inu back in October, we had, I mean, a thousand plus percent uh, of an uptrend. And then in less than a couple hours, once it was at its all time peak, everybody shorted, everybody got out and then it dumped the price back again. So you had what's called a pump and dump. This situation is probably not going to necessarily be a pump and dump, um, but very similar in nature. If it was a pump and dump, they would just try to really pump it up and then dump the entire you know, market cap itself. I, I take that to be a, more of a pump and dump um, than anything. You have the Squid Game coin where they inflated the price um, for a few days and then all of a sudden the creator just shorted the shit out of it and then everybody else shorted and everybody just... Anybody that didn't take profits when it was at its all-time high, you lost. So I think that's similar to Bitcoin, except we're not going to make the price go to zero. It's just that we're going to dump on people's heads, uh, specifically the people that are the institutions and the people um, that potentially could be putting in longer positions in Bitcoin, especially right now. It's in the red. So they could be you know, putting longs in, but they may or may not realize, especially if they're not educated in crypto, that a lot of people are going to short um, the market once it reaches its peak tomorrow, potentially. So we will have to see how that plays out. And obviously next week, I'm going to be, you know, uh, probably doing a debriefing on that to see where we're at. And if some of the things that I said were true about the Fed, um, you know, some of the things that I said about the Super Bowl and the shorting that could be going on. Um, This is why, ladies and gentlemen, I picked last Sunday to long. And we were actually, at that time, I bought in, and I'll tell you right now what the price was. It was 41800 That was my long position of what I put in. Uh, we are now sitting at 42219 So I'm still up, you know, at least three to $400, right? And then percentage-wise, I don't know the calculations, but um, I'm still up a good portion of my money that I put in, almost probably a little less than 80 to, well, probably about 80 to 90% up in my money, if you really look at it. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's one of these things where hype uh, is not a good thing, but it can be a opportunity for opportunists that actually want to take profits in that swing trade, this stuff, and that can do exceedingly well at doing this. So just take note, note of that. If you're a long-term hodler, this doesn't really apply to you. Just keep buying in. Um, but if you're more of a, a, a swing trader like myself, um, somebody that puts in longs and then shorts on the way down, uh, obviously that would be, this probably could potentially, again, don't quote me on it because I could be wrong, not a financial advisor, but 
if this plays out the way it could play out, this potentially could be a great shorting opportunity for you in the market. So just realize that. And you can either cash it out and put it in your bank, or you can put it on the side and then wait for the next dip. However you want to go about doing it, it just would be a great um, opportunity for you to potentially short, knowing that there's potentially millions, if not billions of dollars that are going to be pumped into crypto tomorrow, if not already, uh, before the Super Bowl. So, you know, you got six to seven commercials, you got, um, you know, the, uh, it's not at the Staples Center, obviously, it's at the Coliseum or whatever, wherever the hell it is. I don't really pay attention to football anymore, to be honest. If it's not making me money, then I don't really care about it. Um, I only care about the performances. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, there's billboards, there's flyers, there's posters. There's a bunch of things that are probably going to be said about crypto. So for the Super Bowl, I am going to watch the game because I used to play football when I was a tyke. Um, but uh, I will be intently and closely following the commercials, uh, following the game as far as, you know, what they could potentially be talking about with crypto. Even the announcers could be talking about it. That can give us a hint. And then I'm going to be, uh, you know, either on my phone or on my computer while I watch the game, looking at price, making sure that, okay, I'm seeing it's going up. It's going up. Let me take profits. Let me take profits, you know, because you want to get as close to the all-time high that it could go tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you want to do that. But that is where I'm going to end things tonight. I hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend slash week. Enjoy the Super Bowl tomorrow, whatever team you're rooting for, or if you, you know, are not a part of any of those teams or don't like any of those teams it doesn't apply to you but if you are good luck to your teams we will see how bitcoin's price movement moves uh tomorrow we will see the two meetings that go on between jerome powell and then congress on stable coins we will see how those play out again i think the interest rates will be fine and i think um you know the stable coin thing will probably be fine too however we could see some price fluctuations within the next you know 24 to 48 48 to 72 hours um, based on you know news and information that later comes out anyway have a great night peace